Welcome to the St. Michael Fall Podcast Series. My name is Mary Lessman, and I'll be leading our meditation today. Our theme this fall is Gifted, identifying, developing, and practicing the gifts that God has given us. May we offer our gifts joyfully for the sake of the Church and the world. The love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. A reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, And if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part. Then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, and the greatest of these, is love. Here ends the reading. Our passage from the 13th chapter of Paul's first letter to the Corinthians is familiar to most of us as it's frequently read in the context of a wedding. As popular and beloved as this passage is, though, it never shows up in our three-year lectionary to be read in Sunday worship. So today we have the rare opportunity to unpack this beautiful and familiar passage. As we've previously established, the church in Corinth to which Paul writes is experiencing conflict over a variety of issues. So far, Paul has addressed factionalism, intellectual pride, immorality, legal disputes, marriage and sexual relationships, meat offered to idols, the role of women in the church, the Lord's Supper, and spiritual gifts. At this point, Paul probably needs a rest and a palate cleanser, and that is what we have in chapter 13. It is as if, after many chapters of dealing with specific issues in the church, Paul is drawn to return to the common prescription for all these ailments. And so he breaks into a beautiful, almost Shakespearean soliloquy on love. Paul begins by noting that, regardless of the spiritual gift that one may possess, if it is unaccompanied by love, it is of no use to God. 
one's intellect, one's eloquence, even one's faith, is not sufficient if it is not rooted in love of God and love of others. Then Paul shifts, more positively listing the attributes of love, 15 in all. We won't unpack all of them, but I do want to highlight a few. Paul tells us that love is patient. In the New Testament, the Greek word used here always describes patience with people rather than circumstances. I think this is worth noting because while we might find ourselves impatient with the trials or lack we experience in life, I think our bigger struggle is patience with others. Those family members who are well aware of our buttons and seem to push them with glee. Those colleagues whose habits grate on us. The foibles of our spouse that we've endured for years. To cultivate patience with others is to grow the love of God within us. Paul tells us love is kind. Kindness is one of our five core values at St. Michael. We've all experienced folks who are on fire with the convictions of their faith. And yet we've seen this fervor issue in judgment of others and an attitude that the ends justify the means. But Paul will have none of it. He will not allow us to be unkind to others in the name of our convictions. And Paul tells us that love bears with and endures. The Greek word used here, hypomene, is generally translated as to bear or to endure. But what it really describes is not a spirit that can passively bear things, but a spirit which, in bearing things, can conquer and transform them. Love bears things, not merely with passive resignation, but with triumphant fortitude that trusts in God's ultimate care and redemption. Finally, Paul closes by stressing the absolutes of love. Love is permanent. It is unconquerable. It was foundational in the beginning of creation, and it will survive and outlast all assaults. Love is complete. In our limitations, we can only grasp the truth and fullness of God's love in part. But at the consummation of all things, we will see fully, face to face, and know even as we are known. And love is supreme, greater than all else. William Barclay says, Faith without love is cold, and hope without love is grim. Love is the fire which kindles faith. And it is the light which turns hope into certainty. Here's a final thought about this beautiful reflection on love. In 1 John, we are told that God is love. If God is love, then using the transitive property, we can reread this entire passage, substituting God everywhere we find the word love. When we do so, we are shown the character of God. If God possesses all these attributes, then to the extent that we reflect them in our own lives, we are allowing God to live through us. And as Christ's disciples, isn't that exactly what we desire most? And now, faith, hope, and love abide. These three, and the greatest of these, is love. Amen.
Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Heavenly Father, who has filled the world with beauty, open our eyes to behold your gracious hand in all your works, that, rejoicing in the whole creation, we may learn to serve you with gladness. For the sake of him through whom all things were made, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. 